1: Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire de Masquerade live-play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. With half the coterie now returned to the station, Doris reflected on her history with the Pyramid and Cleopatra. Meanwhile, Evangeline cleaned her house, hoping to convince Teddy she's fine and avoid talking about the recent events. Now, how will Val handle the town's new guests? And what more will Everett learn from his precarious position in the woods? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Val,
2: well, a distinctly Jared Leto-looking motherfucker is handing you uh, a, an expensive-looking suitcase, uh, expecting you to take it. What happens to this man? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, Val is standing, one hand still on that bell. The other hand, she is holding the shotgun that she has not let go of. It is pointed at the floor, non-threatening. She stares at the man for a very long beat and says, this is a police station. Do you have a crime to report
2: Oh, the only crime is how late we were invited to your little town. Uh, We should have really been here from the start, but I understand there is a little bit of a kerfuffle. And it wasn't until some vacancies opened up that we were invited in. So I'm aware that this is a police station. Trust me, I'm not expecting to find a hotel in this dump. Uh, But we were told to check in with the sheriff since we're
3: moving in.
1: Tom, you are very good at making me hate NPCs immediately. (laughs)
3: The sheriff is busy right now, so find a fucking hotel.
2: (laughs) I mean, that really does seem like uh, more a you thing than a me thing. Aren't you supposed to solve problems for the kindred here? Isn't that the whole point?
3: Important problems? Don't you have a fucking phone? How the fuck you get here?
2: He does a full arms out turnaround uh, to show off how tight these stretchy pants are uh, and just says, please, you think there's room for a phone in these? Uh, No, I don't carry a phone. What am I, a plebeian? (laughs) Perhaps you don't understand. We're here as uh, the representatives of the Tremere. Uh, This is kind of a big deal. So a little bit of respect would go a long way. And... um, why would i look for a hotel when i have a perfectly adequate uh sheriff's deputy right here who could just do that for me so or should i should i ask should i ask uh raver boy over here with his energy drinks like just who, who the fuck do i actually have to talk to to get things done in this shithole town I think we're in a combat, my friend. Oh, uh, let's great. roll some. We're we're, we're in an great. etiquette combat. Uh, oh, no. It's like Mortal Kombat, but with polite not, words. It's
3: not where veil shines. So here we go. I already have one willpower stain from talking with Everett to the council.
4: Oh, boy, that was ages ago. So much mm-hmm. has happened.
3: Mm. It's still here.
4: Dell,
2: I think um, what what is your, uh, to determine your dice pool, one of the things we do for social combat is figure out kind of what uh, Val's goal is uh, for this in terms of how you're responding to it. So it'd be different if it's like, I want to win a chess game to like, I want to mm-hmm. cheat at chess or like I want to psych out my opponent enough that they fail at chess. Uh, I assume that's what Queen's Gambit was, was just those three things <laughs> <laughs> repeated yeah, over and uh, over again. Exactly. Um, so what, uh, what do you think Val's, uh, Val's kind of play here is?
3: Yeah. As with most of these social encounters, Val just wants this to be over so she can go back to what she was doing. So it's it's not a very good play. It's more of a, how can I make them stop? <laughs> so I don't have to be doing this.
2: Okay. So let's say composure and um, intimidation. Does that sound right to you?
3: Yes. No, <laughs> Stop with that. I am so
2: that? professional. Behold how professional I am. So
3: professional. Please yeah. let me
2: go back to being professional.
3: I, I guess I can't argue for physical intimidation, even though she's holding a shotgun. But. Sadly, no. All right. So here's normal intimidation and composure. Okay, I got two successes.
2: Uh, unfortunately I got four and two, three of them were tens. Uh, so all I'm saying is my boy Dylan Zane just got a
5: messy success. Uh,
2: there is a level of smug that no amount of holding a shotgun and being unimpressed can penetrate and, uh, Dylan Zane, uh, (laughs) self-professed Not head of the pyramid by a stretch, but just throwing the word pyramid around uh, in the way that someone who uh, might work for someone famous throws around their name does. Um, uh, his his cloud of smugness. It's I think like obviously you're, you're not intimidated by him, but you are frustrated enough to uh, take a point of will point uh, of not aggravated, but just a like a, a one one little little strike through on on willpower. Just because like the willpower to not just open fire. Uh, mm-hmm. on this man is, is <laughs> uh, it physically pains you that he's still standing um but um uh Troy comes swooping in kind of to your rescue but also not uh, because he's literally never seen anyone uh kind of pull rank on you before yeah. other than the old sheriff so he assumes this guy must be very important. Um, and, uh, he hasn't got the memo that he has to clean a box upstairs yet. So he's, he's got, he's got time. So he just comes in and says, I am, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that bag for you, sir. And, and yours and yours. And eventually he's just like carrying too many bags. Uh, and he says, I'll, um, I'll, 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 uh, yeah, I'll, I'll book a hotel for you. Just, um. And like looks for somewhere, he finds a bench and like puts them down on the bench so they're not on the floor because it's the only thing he can think to do to make the bags nicer. Uh, and then he uh he whips out his phone and um you see him like open expedia almost like on instinct and then realize that like no, these aren't expedia people. Like this is he's gotta book direct. Um, so he uh he begins the the sad process of uh trying to book into uh into the The town's like, I feel like hotel is probably too strong for this incredibly small town. So I think it's probably like a bed and breakfast, uh, (laughs) situation with like a few rooms, uh, almost like a rooming house. Um, so that'll be, uh, um, uh, we're going to call that, uh, pleasant memories. Um, and it is, uh, it's honestly 99% of the time. It's just someone's house because like no one stays here, uh, but <laughs> damn it. They thought they should have one and lo and behold, uh, there will be uh, guests at uh, pleasant memories. Um, so uh, uh, Zane just kind of nods um, at that. Uh, and then it just kind of turns almost like in a buddy, buddy conspiratorial way to you, Val. And just says like, you see some, some people get it. Smart ones, I guess. Anyway, and then he just does one of those like backhand to your shoulder double taps, uh, and just says, uh, "All right, well, uh, Sheriff Junior, you uh, you keep up the fine work here, and uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll tell my friends to stand down outside, huh?" Um, and he, um, you see, almost like a, a glimmer in his eyes as he snaps his fingers. Um, you can tell there's some magic bullshit <laughs> happening. Uh, And you hear uh, a series of incredibly loud pops outside, uh, almost like um, uh, almost electrical pops. Uh, And sort of through the windows of the police station, you can see um, just sort of like little bursts of energy uh, going off around uh, the building as uh, the wards uh, that he and his crew had been placing around the station uh, dissipate. Um, And uh, with that, that, just wide grin under his uh, shaggy beard. Uh, he just says, yeah. see you around kid. Um, and he goes to stand outside for the car that may or may not be coming. <laughs> he didn't ask for one, but uh, that's kind of his thing. The other two give you uh shitty, like sidekick grins, um, move outside. And sure enough, um, there are uh, about eight more um, who come to meet them. Uh, so you've got like a small tour group, Hanging out uh, in front, they all have bags, uh, and it sure as shit looks like they're moving in. Uh, Val, what's going through your head while this happens?
3: The the whole experience of having social combat and these kinds of people—this has always been the thing that Val hates the most about being a vampire. And always was, she always had the sheriff next to her in these situations to kind of wind her down or walk her through it. And it just—it sucks to be reminded of him, but also the the that he's just. It's empty now. Mm. And as soon as the last of those two guys leaves, she turns her hand and smashes the bell with a fist into (laughs) just flat metal on the top of the desk. Yes.
2: Um, Troy comes rushing back on the first hit thinking someone's dinging the bell, sees what's happening and then just backs the fuck away uh to go back to his his rapid booking. Um meanwhile, upstairs uh Doris you are awoken from your meditation uh by uh, almost um a feeling of static electricity uh on your skin uh, as these wards pop outside. Um it uh it's magic you're familiar with. It's low level sh- shit like this wasn't a this was likely more of a, an intimidation flex. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, you're not exactly certain what has happened, but in your experience of Tremere shit, this is very much I like. We have because again, like most vampires don't have magic, so the ones yeah. that do, it, I mean, in the same way you've been using it for like tarot and like parlor tricks to like win over royals. It's not unheard of for them to do this. And honestly, it's how they got in with the the camera in the first place. So all that to say, your spidey senses definitely go off a bit. uh, And the cats are all, like, freaking out um, because they know some shit is up. Uh, The good news is this is keeping them away from the box. So (laughs) (laughs) small wins. Uh, What do you do?
5: Uh, I think her eyes kind of fly open. Uh, She's probably still upside down. Uh, and she just, um, you just, she says, oh dear, pop, 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 <laughs> um, and drops, just kind of like unhooks her legs and drops um, and lands like a cat. Um, and she just like rushes with weird speed to like a little desk and she pulls out she pulls open the desk and she pulls out like her emergency ration of like something that cats really like to eat um no no she pulls out a handful of catnip and just kind of like throws it in the air and then <laughs> um and then rushes out the door and no she um are her potions ready
2: uh, yeah, I think we can say your potions ready.
5: How many vials would I have?
2: Um, I think, for balance' sake, let's say you'll have a total of four. Uh, cool. You can take one now.
5: Cool. Uh, in the yes. same way
2: that, like, like a coffee pot that's like still dripping, you could, mm-hmm. you know, you could pour yourself a cup, but there's still more, more to come.
5: Yeah. God, so she would percolate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she would. She would throw the catnip in the air, go over, uh, chug the potion. Um, and I, I know I have the role for it, but um, it's a uh, Rouse Check Intelligence plus Blood Sorcery.
2: Okay, amazing. Um, and, yeah. so... and if it's, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please.
5: Oh, it just says uh, success is I get it for one scene and major success is I get it for the whole night.
2: Amazing. Okay, so let's start with the rouse check. Um, the rouse check is literally just to determine whether mm-hmm. you get hungry for doing this or not. So this won't have mm-hmm. an effect on whether you can or can't. Four. Four. Um, we do this every single time. I think that means you're. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's under if ten. It's under so- a five. Yeah, so a gain fire. a point Live of hunger uh, oh, for doing okay. it, which makes sense. I think you're in a mm-hmm. panic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then let's let's do the uh, the big old
5: intelligence plus blood big old potion chug. Yeah. Um, Intelligence is three. Blood sorcery. Where do I find blood sorcery? Under your Uh, disciplines, maybe. Yeah, that
4: might be at the bottom.
5: Oh, blood sorcery two. Yes. Okay, three plus two. Here we go. Not bad.
4: Mm, Come on. One
5: hunger. One, two, three. That is. uh, That's all. All. Uh like nines essentially. Oh nice. damn.
2: Wow. Well that my friend is about as, as rousing a, a success mm-hmm. as I think we can get. Um yeah. so yeah, damn. you are you are just zhuzhed up. Uh yeah. you feel great. Um
5: so basically, I think with that, so the catnip hath been flung, the potion hath been chugged, <laughs> and uh and she's going to race out of the room. And so what Val is going to see if you're sticking around mm-hmm. is uh, you don't see anyone come down the stairs. Um, and Tom, tell me if I can do this or not. But um, uh, so all of a sudden uh, you just, you just hear, where are they? And then you look up and she's like clinging to the ceiling, staring down at you. <laughs> like a terrified Insect
2: amazing uh yeah i'm totally gonna allow that uh also for the record for all of you rules fans listening i absolutely fucked this up about uh rouse checks preventing you from doing this but i like this too much so this is just happening and something <laughs> bad will happen elsewhere at a later date to balance the scales uh yeah. Oh, yeah, you know,
5: uh, did, did i do wrong I, know,
2: I i fucked it up it's uh when you roll you, like the rouse check is to determine whether or not you can pull off the discipline action it's not just to figure out hunger but oh. i love this and also like look, if there's a world where Doris can climb around like a spider or a world where Doris can't climb around like a spider it's a pretty easy uh, easy <laughs> check but as your tarot cards have suggested there must be balance, so something bad will happen sometime somewhere to make up for my fuck up here, but uh, oh. yes hang it upside down uh, Val um, I don't know how uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how normal an instant occurrence this is with Doris It's but. not oh, okay, yeah. I don't,
5: I don't <laughs>
3: think- Val would have seen this before. No. Val knows that Doris is a little weird, but Val would not move at first, then very slowly look up and not move any <laughs> other muscle in her body, which I guess would be Val for being startled. <laughs> 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 and say, are, uh, are they yours? Tilting her head towards outside the window where there's a bunch of guys waiting for a ride.
2: They're standing in a haze of vape smoke. <laughs>
5: uh, are, are they? Go- they're not gone. Oh, dear. Um, yes,
3: they're they're very bad people. Did they mention me? No, but they mentioned they want to stay. No, I- <laughs> no, that can't happen. Well, maybe we need to find the fucking sheriff and then he can tell them to get the fuck out of our town.
5: Or maybe we find out where they're going and we burn it to the ground. Perhaps Meanwhile, we could do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Del, can you roll me a uh, an awareness and... Um, i think probably resolve
3: uh as well resolve yeah. and awareness okay we can do that i got two successes
2: as uh doris is suggesting as she often does that you burn somewhere to the ground mm. um your eyes drift past her uh she's still i think like very much like locked on you and also out the door um and for the first time, you kind of actually take in the police station, um, Doris. Would you continue to pontificate on how they should bur- like try to figure oh, out, yeah. like, yeah, okay? So as I think it's like as you're continuing <laughs> to explain the myriad ways to destroy like, these assholes. Yeah, exactly. So Val, as you you scan the room, you notice that the place is trashed because no one's been working here for three days. But as you look over uh, towards uh, the cell blocks, you notice that uh, Fabien uh, Fabian cell is open uh, and is empty.
3: Available. is Troy still in here, or is he- Yeah,
2: he's trying to s- sort out some hotels last minute at at Pleasant Memories.
3: Okay. Is she just Troy troy if he's still on the phone just until he answers her
2: uh well yes as many rooms as, as you can troy. well I, I think well i don't know if they'd be okay staying. are there roll-up? Uh, yes hey, uh, fuck. yes uh deputy did miller did you
3: let fucking fabian out of her cell
2: and he looks at the cell and then he drops his phone uh and he just goes oh shit no Meanwhile, uh, back in uh, the woods, um, Everett, uh, you and Emily have had some time to catch up. Um, what uh, What information do you think you'd want to impart to her and what are the things you'd most want to know
4: from her? Uh, I would want to know how she got here and got to be with these people. I would want to know if she knows anything about the children of Lilith. Um, and what I'd be telling her is that I was sent uh, out this way to help... Um, uh Ridley with his mother um and then got pulled into this completely ridiculous situation where I am the sheriff of New Haven now. Uh and that me on my second night as sheriff, me and my deputies were attacked by uh the children of Lilith at at the town hall where all of the um clan leaders of the town were were meeting.
2: Right. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um so she takes this all in. She seems a bit um uh surprised uh, to hear about New Haven um it's for most of the world it's just a, like a town on a map um obviously the the kindred nature of it is a well protected secret but i think in telling emily this you probably
4: wouldn't hide that no i mean um, I, I also don't know who knows right like it's yeah, totally true. Yeah, so.
2: um so um she takes all that in um uh you can tell that like every time you mention Ridley or Montreal, like you can tell that she really wants to ask about Iris, but also she knows this. some of those things where intellectually she knows Iris isn't there, but it's just one of those, like I've been away from town. How's that person? I know who's there Uh thing. Um, but uh, you can also tell that like Emily, despite kind of her etiquette and her formality, uh, she is being very cagey about the information she's sharing with you, depending on how close Celine is and within uh, earshot. Um, uh, fairly quickly, uh, Emily introduces Celine as as her mate. Uh, she says it in kind of an awkward like like the word doesn't really sit quite right in her in her mouth kind of way. Um, and as she did with Iris, she just kind of almost apologetically explains, like, oh, uh, so apparently it's it's a thing um in garu uh, uh, culture that you know, um some of us have have mates that we're we're destined for. And apparently, uh, I am hers, and she is mine. So we're working on that. That's a thing we're working on. Right now, um, in terms of how we got here, um, well, as you know, uh, things uh, got pretty bad uh, there, there in Montreal. Um, and I understand the lockdown is still in, in effect. Um, the Inquisition's main target seems, of course, to have, have been kindred, but that doesn't mean they, they spare uh, Garou and, and my people uh, either. Um, there was a huge purge of the werewolf communities around Montreal uh, in addition to uh, the unpleasantness with uh, with the wild hunt, um, they thought it was best. Uh, um, uh, Lorcan uh, made the decision that uh, we should dissipate for a time uh, well. Uh, situation with the Inquisition, the lockdowns, uh, the the, ab- the rioting, uh, just basically all the chaos in Montreal. In addition to vamp, there was too much and our, our people were too scattered and um, not all the clans see eye to eye. Not all the packs uh, agree with each other. So it's not we don't have uh, a version of your your Camarilla to lean on uh, up here. Uh, a lot of us are kind of on our own. So um, he sent us west. Uh, we'd heard there was some trouble out this way and uh, thought perhaps we could help. Um, we didn't realize how bad things were until we uh, we, we met up with uh, Simon here and and his pack um, on the other side of uh, of the Rockies. Uh, They've been driven out of uh, their territory by, uh, the, the children of Lilith, um, who have been making a huge push, um, into, uh, British Columbia, uh, California, uh, Washington. Um, they seem to be coming, uh, in from overseas as far as we know, um, powerful kindred, um, they use all manner of, of, uh, uh magic, uh, blood magic as I'm sure you've seen, um, and, uh, they seem to be very heavily connected with, uh, organized crime as well. Uh, the, uh, as far as we know, um, you know, the Russian mob, uh, the Yakuza, the triads, all of them seem to have connections with, uh, with the children of Lilith. Uh, and they've been making a big play for the West coast with so many, uh, of, of the, uh, Kindred strongholds uh, left undefended with the war uh, that uh, I think we've been told, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that a lot of the leaders have left for. Um, much like Montreal, a lot of these places are completely uh, unprepared for for an organized strike. And as a result, uh, they're making huge uh, huge gains. We, we had to flee into the mountains. Uh, we put up the fight we could, uh, but we figured we'd head back east uh, and see if we could find a, a safe place to... Play low, but um, it would seem some advance uh, scouts, at least, have come through this way. Uh, we've had some bad encounters in the woods, so that's why Simon is so on edge. Uh, he's seen a lot of his people killed and a lot of uh, communities they spent generations establishing uh, wiped off the face of the map uh, by the Children of Lilith. Honestly, they talk about them the way that we talked about the uh, the Children of Batista in Montreal. I can't help but think these things have to be connected. Um, The traditional systems of of all of these societies seem to be falling apart rapidly and not just because of um, gentlemen like Mr. Beef and uh, the the, the, the amount of havoc he can cause or the actions of our coterie, uh, your coterie, Iris's uh, coterie, Um, but there there seem to be other forces at work, uh, not just here. I mean, the, 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 the bombing at the CN Tower was specifically kindred on kindred terrorism. Like, Strange things are happening here. Uh, and unfortunately, the, the Geru are caught in the middle. We have our own internal problems, but nothing like this. So that's why we're we're out this way. Um, and again, I, I'm sorry for the, the ill treatment uh, you received, but
4: as I'm sure you can understand everyone's a little bit on edge. It's fine. I, I, it's my understanding that uh, there's been bad blood between vampires and werewolves for well forever so that's fine I'm thankful to be alive honestly
2: or uh, if, I don't if know let me speak thankful, frankly uh, I am too that, that you are not me I'm fine
4: She looked starts to look at Celine and then back to you uh is there any way we could uh chat in private um, just you and I
2: uh, you you literally in, in that uncanny way that people who are definitely eavesdropping at distance do you see Celine step like half a foot closer um and uh Emily gives you a um, a thin smile um a bit strained uh and uh just says uh just surely detective fry there's no need for that uh anything you can say uh, to me um uh, you can say to my entire pack um and like, you've known Emily long enough to know that like this, this ain't right. Um, She's clearly giving you the company line, um, but also very clearly
4: stating like, no. (laughs) All right. I just figured I'm harmless here. I understand I'm a vampire. Y'all are werewolves, but I am paralyzed. Uh, Just thought maybe two friends could, catch up from way back. Uh I understand if uh Celine, your mate there doesn't trust you though.
2: Oh, and like Celine like fucking blasts forward uh and says nothing about me not trusting her. Kindred. Our pack shares everything. Our pack knows everything and there there will be no secrets amongst us. You can't come here spreading your your lies you're just like the other one and like this is clearly like a long-standing beef uh, and a long-standing fight um and uh Emily just kind of puts out her her one arm and like kind of pushes uh lean back a bit and says um and, and, uh, detective fry I can uh certainly respect the uh the desire uh for for two old friends to catch up but um uh, amongst the pack uh we're we're all friends so you know surely um any anything you would want to say to me uh would be of, of interest to the rest of the blood talons as well as uh Simon's pack as well. Um I find in uh these sorts of situations, uh, you know, it's it's well it's it's uh best not not to to leave anything in one's pocket, you know? Um and Celine kind of looks confused and um uh Emily turns and says, oh, uh, sorry, dear. It's a, it's a Chicago turn of phrase. Um, my old employer and I used to say, um, best never to leave anything in pocket. You know, uh, it's, it's a billiards term. Don't worry about it. Ever, you've never heard her say this shit. This makes no fucking sense to you. Um, no. but, uh, you will, you will consider it, uh, it it's, uh, you know, as a guy who if solves I ever, puzzles for a living, you, if I ever
4: gain motor function, I will be checking my pockets. Goddamn right. Yes. You will. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, um, celine uh is clearly game where I as is Simon. he's standing like at distance he is giving you polite friend talking space uh you get the sense this blood town or uh yeah blood town blood
4: clause blood, uh, blood like it was, the yeah. name of Emily's clan I don't know it the is. Name yeah of you get the sense Simons.
2: that this this blood talons uh, like we share everything thing may not there may be, like, it may be one of those, like, well, the rule of law is this, but also we all understand etiquette, so we're not going to. Celine is just clearly being a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Everett, if you want, uh, you can try and engage in um social combat with Celine to get her to fuck off, Um, or you can kind of take Emily's message at face value uh, for
4: now. What do you do? I'm not going to push my luck with these people. Um, okay. I know there's already a predisposition to eat my face, so mm-hmm. let's just leave it <laughs> at that. Right.
2: So, um, with that,
4: uh, um, uh, Emily, um,
2: just kind of like, uh, nods to you, gives you again that kind of thin, uh, thin smile that doesn't quite reach her eyes, um, and goes, uh, goes over to, to confer with, um, Simon. Um, Celine starts like pacing in front of you. She doesn't say anything. She's just kind of giving you a stare down, which I'm sure you feel is kind of shitty. Cause like you're on the ground and can't really do anything right now anyway. So it's like, well, okay. Um, but uh, definitely prowling. Um, finally, uh, Simon kind of nods a couple times um, and uh, he approaches you. He still looks a little pissed, but he also looks a little apologetic. Um, and he approaches and he says, uh, uh, Detective Fry, is it? I. Yeah. It would seem that, uh, well, apologies are in order. You must understand that uh, when a random kindred falls from the sky, we have to assume the worst these days. The one you said you were with that my people are tracking, what do we do with her? <sighs> Fade me. I see. Well, that would solve my problems well, so that seems fine. Um, and uh, he snaps his fingers... And uh, two of the wolves actually drag um, a, a bag, a body bag out of uh, the trees. It seems they found her some time ago. He's just been, you know, keeping, <laughs> keeping something in his pocket. Um, uh, and uh, he says, uh, I fear having a, a kindred amongst us is not entirely acceptable to our situation or to some of the other packs we intend to meet with. However, we'll be happy to uh, feed you to help you recuperate your strength, and based on what my scouts have told me, we've been able to determine the location your helicopter was headed to. If you would like, after you're done feeding, we can deliver you somewhere their patrols will find. We've been monitoring them for some time.
4: I would appreciate that. I feel I've caused enough trouble for both them and yourselves. Oh. I do want to say, though, that uh, depending on how much of my story you buy, I am the sheriff of New Haven, and we have a common enemy in the children of Lilith. And I think uh, in the spirit of what New Haven stands for, an unconventional approach may be uh, in order. Perhaps we could uh, work together together. Uh, In some capacity, I understand that trust may be difficult to come between us, but I'm alive here because of you. I imagine that's mostly your decision than anyone else's, and I appreciate that.
2: Indeed. And trust does, after all, begin with simple steps, but honest ones, telling me about the mere existence of New Haven, let alone... Suggesting we come there is an interesting prospect. I will take it under advisement and see what I can uh, sort with the other clans, the other packs. Nevertheless, regardless of their decisions, I find your proposition an intriguing one. And so, I will leave you to it. Um, Bon appetit. And with that, uh, the like comatose body uh, of oh, the, uh, gosh, the tripper is, is, is dragged over to you um, dragged and they'd like drag her throat kind of up and onto your, your mouth. Um, and uh, this time without the desperation of, of the fall, but uh, with the, the, the mortal injuries you've suffered uh, Everett, you uh, clamp your teeth uh, around the remnants of her throat uh, and begin to drink.
1: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at DelTastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter.
0: Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you.